Christ. Christian Ministries proudly presents our Faith Week. This is part five in a series designed to equip, encourage, and instill hope. Join Pastor Susan Allen as she speaks to us on faith. We're excited to have Susan. Uh, uh, Susan and I have um, known each other pretty much our whole lives. Tom, her dad, was a pastor for me and a real mentor in my life, uh, a real mentor in Terry's life. Uh, her mom, Bonnie, we were just, we've been best friends. We've been best friends for 40 years. And it just thrills me to be able to be on the stage and to work with Susan in the ministry and to be able to share the things of God with her. And we talk very regularly on the phone about our churches and what's going on. And, and it's, an, it's an encouragement for, for us to be in the ministry together. And I'm thrilled to have Susan in our church. Susan, we're looking forward to hearing from you. I always say this at ministries conference, but I want to say it again. RCC was our church, was the God-given vision was given in Miss Hetty Lou Brooks' living room, and Dad was in a recliner, and the ceiling disappeared, and he had a vision, and that's back when y'all were all snake handlers, and, <laughs> and, and Tim and I were the children of snake handlers, or that's what we were called back in the day, but we loved each other dearly because we were a rare breed. And I saw my first woman pastor. And I wouldn't have known that it could be done if it wasn't for that woman right there. So when I stand on this platform behind this pulpit, it goes deep. Thank you. We're going to talk about faith. Whoo, man, y'all. Ashley, that was good. Not that I'm surprised. It was good. It was really good. Tanya and I, Tanya went back over her notes today, and, and we've enjoyed it. I want, I want to cover two things tonight. I want to cover the will of God for your health. I'm, I, tonight's going to be all about healing. One of the biggest things, I don't know why, Ashley, you talked about how we separate uh, the promises, and we, we get the promise for heaven, but we forget all the, we don't look at all the other promises. Why we separate healing from salvation? Was it not done in the same substitutionary work on the cross? Why is it separate? And, and people will say, well, you know, if God's a good God, you know, why isn't everybody healed? If healing's for us, why doesn't he just, you know, how come these little babies in Africa have swollen bellies? And how can God, well, how come everybody's not saved? You know why everybody's not saved? Was it provided for them? Why are they not saved? Talk to me, church. They haven't received it. Why is healing any different? It's just as provided just don't separate it. We've got to quit separating it. It is salvation. It is included in salvation. And tonight I want to make sure we have established very simply, it's God's will for you to be healed. It is his will for you to walk in health. And then the second thing we'll talk about is how to fight for it. You're not fighting God for it. We've got Christians all over the world begging God to heal them. We, we've got... We've got to look at things different. The will of God is simple. 
The will of God is simple. People complicate it. Religion complicates it. Jesus simplified it. He showed us the will of God walking around on the earth. If you can learn this one statement, you'll be ahead of most. The will of God is the word of God. We all know he's not a liar. The scripture makes it plain. He's not a man that he should lie. So if he promised me something in that word, it's his will. If it's not his will, then he lied to me. I don't want want to say that. So if you find a promise in the word, he wants you to have it or he wouldn't have promised it. You know, if we have people promise us stuff and they don't want us to have it, we call them a liar. Why are we, why are we putting that on God? Why are we saying maybe it's his will, maybe it's not, maybe he's trying to teach us something through that? Listen, don't ever go there with me or you're going to get a long sermon. That's how Rusty and I, our first date went down. I was driving, he was talking, I had lost a fiancé in a car wreck to a drunk driver. And I'd said something to him about it, what me and my kids had been through. I was a single mom at the time. And, and uh, Rusty said, well, I know a girl. You know, she had a wreck. And he said, you know, God must have had a plan. It was like, okay, the tires need to be rotated or something. Because it's... I said, what? I mean, and I did go out with him again, but only because he was receptive when I preached John 10, 10 to him. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if you don't get anything else, get the dividing line of the Bible. You've got to know the will of God. If it is bad, it is the devil. If it is good, it is God. And we got a whole church world that is so confused about what's from God and what's from the devil. He made it really plain. If it's in his word for you, if it's a promise to you, it is his will for you, and he wants you to have it. If Jesus suffered it, it's so I don't have to. What, what does it say about his stripes? Come on, 1 Peter 2, 24, Isaiah 53, 4, 5, and 6. He took his stripes for my healing. He took my infirmities, my weaknesses. If he took it, I have no business keeping it. Let him take it. That's what he came for. That's what he suffered for. Man, this is what faith is. Faith is the way we choose Believing what he provided over what life has handed us. Faith says there's an option. The doctor says there's not an option. The psychiatrist says there's not an option. This is your diagnosis. This is the way you are. And God says, hmm, would you like to hear about a different plan? And faith says, Yes, I accept your plan over what life has handed me. Faith is how we choose that other option. But get this, it has to be chosen. It is not what happens naturally. You don't want what happens naturally. I don't want what happens naturally. I want to be like the prophet and say, give me the mountain where the giants are. Joshua and Caleb, 
Were they old? Yep. Didn't matter. They had an option. I want to be like the prophet who was buried, and when a dead man's body was thrown in and hid his bones, Hetty Lou, there was so much anointing in that dead prophet's bones that that body came back to life. That's an option. Oh, that's not for me. That was No, it is an option. But it has to be chosen. It's not just going to fall on you. It comes from time. Not just digging in his word. Listen, we're a word church. We, we teach Romans 10. We, we preach Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by and hearing by. We love that. Don't ever forget the relationship that comes from reading his word. Because his word means something because of the relationship. You can give me your word. I don't know you. Your word's only going to go so far with me before I can doubt it. Circumstances come that look like your word's not true. I'm probably going to believe the circumstances. But if Tanya tells me something, or if Tim tells me something, or Terry, or if Hetty says it, (laughs) if Ashley says it, then even if adverse circumstances come, I'm going to believe their word over anything else I'm hearing. That's where we got to get with God. We say, believe his word, believe his word, have faith, have faith. That faith can only come by knowing him enough to believe his word over adverse circumstances. So don't, don't just say, oh, hear the word, hear the word, hear the word. Hear his word. Hear his word. And it'll make a huge difference. I think sometimes we try to believe, we try to believe, we try to believe. If we're having to try so hard to believe, we don't know him good enough. And we need to work on our relationship. That's not in my notes. So it may get a little longer tonight than what we had planned. You cannot say, and Ashley covered this a little bit in a different form. You can't say, if it's God's will to heal me, he will heal me. I think Ashley said it this way. You can't say, if, if God wants me to have it, I'll have it. Or you, you What happens, happens. Thank you. What happens, happens. Faith is chosen. Faith is choosing. It's choosing. It's setting a time and and choosing. You can't say if God wants to heal me, he will heal me. Because he did. He's not going to heal you, church. He did heal you. There is a huge difference. And you will start catching yourself saying, I believe God is going to heal me. God's not going to do anything. He did it. Jesus, the salvation is complete. Now it's a matter of you receiving what he did. I hear people do it all the time. And we got, if, if there's somebody we can correct, we've, we've got to say, whoa, whoa, he did. He did. He provided it, and you choose it by faith, by choosing to believe it. And no one, this is the beautiful thing about Jesus. See, we tend to think healing is a covenant promise, and it is. It is a covenant promise. And when you have a covenant with God through Jesus Christ, healing is provided in it. But if you go back and you look at the Gospels, Do you know who Jesus healed? Covenant 
non-covenant. That's why there's healing in your hands. So you can take it to the world. It's one of the biggest ways that Jesus ministered to people was he healed them, and when he healed them, they loved him. Don't, no one is excluded if they can believe. All they have to do is believe. It is simply the character of God to heal. And religion tells us he's sovereign. He's sovereign. Yeah, he's sovereign. He sovereignly decided to send his son on a cross to take stripes for me. Yes, he is sovereign. In his sovereignty, he decided to heal covenant, non-covenant. It didn't matter. Healing is in his character. It is the character of God. He is a father. And people think he might put cancer on somebody to get them saved. Would you put cancer on your kid? He's a better father than that. He's a way better father than that. So don't let the enemy make you one of the ones that it's not for, one of the ones that excluded. If what you're dealing with in your body was caused by you, he doesn't care. If you've got lung cancer because you smoked for 50 years, he is your healer. He's not deciding to heal you. He's not looking back and going, oh, they smoked. Oh, they drank, so their liver is bad. There's consequences to sin. Yes, there is. And there's consequences to having a Savior. And one of those things is healing. So don't exclude yourself. Any reason that you have to exclude yourself from the healing power of God and receiving what God has for you tonight, Jesus took care of that reason and he qualified you. He qualified you. Jesus was the expression of God's will. Jesus was the expression of God's will. Please get this. I'm going to run through some scriptures real quick. Get your pen ready. John 14, 9. Jesus tells Philip. Philip comes to him. He said, oh, Jesus, if you'll show us the Father, I'll be satisfied. You know what Jesus said? Philip. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What did Philip see Jesus doing? Setting the captives free, healing people, raising the dead, forgiving people, loving people, correcting people. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Did we ever, ever read the Gospels? Did you ever see Jesus walk up and pronounce sickness on somebody? Then where on earth do we get that? Sorry, Mike, people, that was my fault. Where do we get that? Now, you can find some places in the Old Testament that look a little hairy. Thank goodness there's a certain verse that says we are under a better covenant a new and better covenant and even then they blamed everything on God they didn't have any power over the enemy so God didn't even educate them about him so they just thought God did everything so don't go there 
Look at Jesus. If you want to know God, you look at Jesus. And if you didn't see Jesus doing it, then you have, you have never seen the Father do it. Hebrews 1, 3, out of the Amplified, says that Jesus is the perfect imprint and the very image of God's nature. He's the very image of God's nature, of his character. Look at Jesus, you see the Father. John 5, 19, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. In fact, Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. I only do what I see the Father do. What do you think he saw the Father do? You can look at what Jesus did and you can see what he saw the Father do. You can see the Father's heart there. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went, I knew they'd get Hattie Lou. And, and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the all that were oppressed of the wow that's pretty simple isn't it why for god was with him why did he have to heal why did he have to heal Because God was in him. And and if he had denied people healing, he would have had to deny the Father expressing himself through him. You have got to be laying hands on the sick. You have to. God is with you. You can't, when people say, oh man, I hope you pray for me. I wish you'd pray for me. My back's been killing me. And you say, okay. And you go to Walmart. No, you grab their hand right there. I've learned this lesson. And my intentions might be great when I walk away. But once I get in the produce aisle, I forget. I mean, I forget. The scripture says the believer shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's you, isn't it? Faith people, believers. It's not our job to heal them. It's our job to lay hands on them and let the healing power of God do its work. What am I going to do if it doesn't happen? That's not your problem. If you're going to be obedient to God and somebody says, pray for me, you're putting your hands on them to pray because you have to. God's with you. And you've got to go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the enemy. God's with you. Folks, it's time to learn the difference between God and the devil. You won't fight until you do because we don't want to fight God. But if we know who the enemy is, Paul, and we know him well, don't we? If we know who the enemy is, we'll fight. Do you remember when 9-11 happened? We didn't know who had hit us. First tower came down. We thought it was maybe an accident. Second tower was hit. I watched a special the other night of George Bush. He didn't know, he didn't know yet who had done it. But when he found out who did. 
there was a fight. Figure out who your enemy is. It's not God. It's not God. And don't make it religious and say, this is working something in me. It's trying to kill you. It's trying to take you out. That's what sickness is for. It is a thief. It'll rob you of your finances. It'll rob you of time with your family. It'll rob you of your health. It'll rob you from being able to do the things that God's called you to do. It is a thief. It is your enemy. And come after it. Make it an enemy. Don't get friendly with it. Don't let it become your identity and get you attention. You can't play with a snake here, folks. You can't. Get it out. Sickness is not from God. It wasn't in the garden. It's not in heaven. It won't be in the new Jerusalem. It won't be there. But you know what will be there? The tree of life. And it says the people will be able to, not us, we'll be in glorified bodies because we're going in the rapture. I can't teach the book of Revelation tonight, can I? Sometime I'll come teach the book of Revelation verse by verse for you. I love it. Oh, man, it's a spectacular book. There's a blessing just for reading it. But the, the humans that have made it through the tribulation time and they're dwelling on the new earth, the tree of life, it says, will be there in the new Jerusalem and that we will be eating of the fruit of it, but it says the, the leaves will be for the healing of the nations. Healing will be provided. Now, that caused you some questions, didn't it? I'm here for you. Tim can answer all those questions in the morning. You can call him. Jesus took stripes on his back. Don't you ever forget that. Jesus took stripes on his back. The proof is there. The proof of your healing marked him. He's marked with it. And you look at his body for proof of your healing and not your body for proof of your healing. That's what we do. Well, I went up for healing... But my back's still killing me. I'm not going to teach on words tonight. It's real tempting. Watch those words. Those are death words. We don't speak death words. We speak life words. But that's what we do. We start checking our body to see if we're healed. Didn't Tim just teach Hebrews 11? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Have you read that out of the Amplified? Anybody got an Amplified? Oh, Tim, we got we got to work on your church. Oh, in the Amplified, it says that faith is our title deed. Oh, do you have a car? Yeah, here's my title deed. Well, I don't see your car. Yeah, but you see this right here. This is my proof. The dude stole my car. This is my VIN number. That's that VIN number. This is my proof. This is my car. Well, you don't have your car. That guy, no, no, it's my car. That guy stole my car. This is my health. This is my healing. The enemy is trying to steal what is rightful or not. What's what's your proof? It's yours. Faith is my title deed. The only evidence I need that health and healing is mine is that word that he said to me, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. I don't see it. I don't care. Faith is my title deed. It's the only proof I need. Do you remember the centurion who came to Jesus? 
And Jesus said, oh, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come heal your servant. And God said, I, no, you don't need to come. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. You speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And he turned around and went home. You know what he just did? Got his title deed and left. That's all he needed. I want to get there. I want to get to where that's all the proof I need. So now you can stand. I titled tonight the arena of faith. Not roping arena. Get your mind straight here. Think of it as a, more of a fight. Once you get that proof settled in you, that health and healing is yours, then you're going to stand in the arena of faith with full confidence. Healing was provided for you. Isaiah 53, 4, 5, and 6, the prophet is speaking, looking forward to the cross. And he speaks of it in present tense because Old Testament's healing took place only on the promise that there was a Savior coming. And the prophet said, by Jesus' stripes, we are healed because he's looking forward to the cross. He makes it present tense. But in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed because it's looking back to the cross. That's very important. Healing is yours. You are healed. You were healed. You're not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed the enemy is trying to make sick. And there's a huge mindset difference there. The car is mine. The car is mine. I'm not trying to make the car mine. The car is mine. This is my proof that the car is mine. He stole my car. The thief is after your health. But health is yours. It was paid for. It was provided for you by God. You are the healed. You're not the sick trying to get healed. Healed is what you identify with. Just like saved is what you identify with. Healed is what you... We're not supposed to identify with Adam and the curse anymore. We identify with Jesus Christ. For by one man's offense, many were made by sin, made sinners. But by one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. Mm. Oh, Tim, this is getting long. I love healing. Stand your ground for it. Don't let him steal your car. Don't let him steal your health. It's yours, and it's yours now. It's yours now. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. If it is not now, it is not faith. What I just said is better than your acting. If it is not now in your speaking, in your believing, in your mindset, if it is not now, it is not faith, it is hope. Hope's great. My dad used to say this all the time. Hope is great. If your boat's sinking, you'll smile going down. But faith will save you. I need something more than hope. I need faith. Hope sees the promise. Faith seizes the promise. Huge difference. 
Hope sees the promise. Oh, that's great. I wish I could be healed. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, so-and-so got healed. I'm so excited. You know, God heals. That's great. But faith says, I'm healed. I am healed. He promised it. It's mine. Hope's great. It's, it's, it's getting us there. But faith, mm, faith is the force that takes it. That'll change how you, in the, you, how you enter the arena to fight when you know you've already won. Remember Muhammad Ali? Anybody in here old? Thank you, church. Muhammad Ali would go into the arena to fight already having won in his own head. Church needs to learn something from that. And it's not a matter of us winning it. Jesus won it. We just stand in his victory. He gave me the car. I fight to keep it. Don't enter the arena of faith if you're not going to stand there in the victor circle. You'll get whooped. That's Arkansas for whipped. You don't go into the fight of faith to try it. You'll get whooped. You take those scriptures and you meditate on the word day and night, Joshua says. Joshua 1.8. You meditate on the word of healing. If I was believing for something in my body tonight, I would take this, all the scriptures I could. Look, all you got to do is Google it, healing scriptures. Keith, Keith Moore on his um, Branson Church website has like 101 scriptures and confessions for healing. All you got to do is print it out. And you start taking those one by one by one, Ashley, like you talked about. Working on this until you come to a place. And at first, you're working to believe. Right? You're building your faith. Faith is in process. But there will come a day where you stomp your foot and you say, I am healed. My car. It's my stinking car. You can't have it. That's faith. Until then, we're building our faith. Don't be afraid of where you are. It's part of the process. As Hedy Lou preached to me this morning, enjoy the process. You're headed in the right direction. Man, get in the winner circle. You can't enter into faith out of fear. And you think, what? Oh, I've heard it. Over and over again, people come up in the prayer line and they want to believe because they're scared. I want you to pray for me. I don't want to have surgery. Look, I get that, but that is not faith. That's fear. I want you to pray for me. I, I, I'm, I'm, scared. I'm scared we're going to go through a divorce. Okay, that's, that's not faith. That's fear. Please pray for my kids. They're going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, they're little hellions. I mean, you just... Okay, that's not faith. That's fear. You can't... Faith is never born out of fear. You don't believe because you're scared. That's oxymoron. That does not belong together. They are opposite forces. They do not work together. So judge yourself and make sure that you're not trying to believe out of fear. 
You've got to believe out of faith. You've got to believe because you have a God that loves you and provided it for you. It's out of his goodness, not out of the badness of your situation. And, and it, will, it will cause you to fight different. Fear does not fight smart. It doesn't. I love that commercial. I started to bring it as a clip. I didn't know how Tim would feel about it, but it's, it's an insurance. I think it's a Geico commercial. And it, they usually play it around Halloween, so y'all be seeing it. But these people, they're like running, and they run into this like haunted house, and there's all these chainsaws, and they're like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Well, let's go hide in the cemetery, or let's go hide behind the chainsaws. And the guy says, why don't we just get in the running car? You know, it's like fear does not fight smart. Why? Because fear is a reaction and faith is an action. Huge difference. If you're reacting, more, more than likely it's fear and not faith. And so we've got to stop and judge ourselves because fear is a magnet for the things we dread, whoever preached that, for what we don't want. And faith is supposed to be a magnet for what we desire. So we're not standing here on the basis of our need. We're standing here on the basis of his word. And it'll change. I am more than a conqueror. I am the warrior of Ephesians 6 who is clad in the armor of God, standing with my feet firm, having done all to stand, standing. Standing. Standing is a victory position. And you don't fight laying down. You don't deal with diabetes laying down. You don't deal with, with cancer laying down. You deal with it standing up, dressed in the armor of God, prepared to stand as long as you have to stand in the victory circle. You're not fighting to win. You're standing because he won. And there's such a huge difference. Fear, man... Fear looks for a place to quit. It looks for a place to land if this doesn't work. We got any bull riders? No bull riders. Tim, just knew you'd have a bull rider. Smart church. Anybody ever walked on a balance beam? Thank you. Okay. You don't look for a place to land or you will find it. You look at the end of the beam where you want to go, right? Fear will make you look for a place to quit your faith. Okay, I'm going to pray, but Monday, if I'm not better, what? I promise you one thing, the enemy will keep that appointment. Monday will come and you will have more symptoms than you've had the rest of the week. Why? Because you set a time to quit and we're supposed to be setting a time to receive. Don't set a time to quit. Set a time to receive. When you set that time to receive, you stand no matter. That's the tough part. That's the fight of faith. When we have to battle the head and what the head is telling us. Now, let me make this very plain. If you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor and you believe for your health. Don't be stupid. We had a lot of people get stupid in the 70s. 
let their kids die and stuff because they were standing in faith. You need to know where you are in your faith walk. And if your faith is to go to the doctor and take that pill and pray over it, then that's what you do. But you stand. Health is your end result. That's what we always say. Make health your end result. And then if man needs to help you get there, God, hey, I believe God put that stuff in the earth for us if we need it. I believe God has anointed doctors' minds. God just wants you well. And I, the ultimate is, is, is faith. It's way cheaper. 1 Timothy six twelve. we mentioned it. Fight the good fight of faith. I want to read this to you out of the Weist, W-U-E-S-T translation. Be constantly engaging in the contest of the faith, which contest is marked by its beauty of technique. Hmm. Isn't that different? See, it's not just about fighting. It's about how we are fighting. Don't fight out fear. We fight from a place of victory. That's our technique. Everyone's fighting. Few are winning. So there's got to be a difference in how we fight. We're not just supposed to fight. We're supposed to fight the good fight of faith, and that is how we fight. We fight by faith. Band, if you'll make your way, Jason, if you guys will make your way this way. Your why of why you're fighting is because it's yours. Your health is yours. It's yours. That's your why. It's yours, not fear. It's the right you have to fight. God provided it for you. Jesus gave it to you. And how you fight is by faith believing that what he said in his word was true, no matter how you, what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what you taste, no matter what you smell, no matter what you hear, you stand in the winter's circle with confidence because you have a loving father that knew you would need healing in your body. So over 2,000 years ago, he put it in your account, and he's just waiting for you to draw it out. He's not up there making a decision whether or not to heal you. He already made that decision. No matter who you are, he wants you healed. So now you protect what you've been given in Jesus Christ. And you refuse. You hear me? I think we settle for simple things. Oh, it's just allergies. You catch yourself when you say that. There is no just anything. If Jesus suffered it, it's so I don't have to. Oh, it's just my knees. Oh, knees. I told Tanya before praise and worship started, God's putting new knees in tonight. Hmm. Really? If you can believe it, you can receive it. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC Podcast. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you.